Well, I enjoyed the Grey Cup game a lot. I really enjoyed the halftime show, and I thought the, the third and the fourth quarter was basically what I've always expected from a Grey Cup game, and that is a close matchup that's going to go right down to the wire, and it, it did. And we had the surprise ending for some people. But great to see Montreal win it. Heartbreak for Winnipeg. But nonetheless, another Grey Cup in the books. So the question always comes up. Is this the same as it used to be? Is the Grey Cup a Canadian institution or is it an antiquated tradition? Hmm. Well, joining us today is the Associate Professor of Health and Community Studies at McEwen University. And that's John Valentine who's joining us. Hey, John. Hello there, Bryn. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Not, oh, happy to have you on the show. Did you see any of the game? I know that you're aware of what's going on with the Grey Cup, but your thoughts? Uh, I agree with you. I thought it was a great game. Uh, even the first half, you know, that they stopped them on the one-yard line there right at the end of the half. Yeah. You, you thought a few times that Winnipeg was going to pull away with it, but Montreal, uh, they wouldn't lay down and die, and, and uh, I never would have. Well, I did pick uh, Winnipeg in my pool, so that shows you how much I know. Well, you and everybody else, so don't feel too yeah. bad about that. <laughs> hey, so I grew up watching this league in the uh, in the very late 60s and into the 70s, and I remember sitting in the Knothole Gang at Clark Stadium for many, many years as a kid, just with my hot dog and the onions that were cooked up in the corner, and the league meant everything to me. I remember going to my first Grey Cup game in 1975. It was it was a hard one to accept, but, uh, you know, uh, because it was a little on the cold side, but it ended up being pretty good for the football club in Edmonton. But it's always been a part of my life, watching the Canadian Football League, but there's always been a time where I wondered, you know, maybe the league isn't what it used to be. And then it found a way to surge again. And then I start thinking, well, you know, this isn't the league that I grew up with. And then it would find a way to save itself by having a great Grey Cup game. Have you noticed this cycle and this sort of thing happening? And what's your take on where we're at with this year's Grey Cup compared to maybe the last 10? Well, Bren, I think you're exactly right. Uh, In fact, there's one author who uh, labels the CFL the phoenix of professional sports leagues because yeah. it never seems to die. It looks like we're gonna, it's going to die again, and then it, it seems to resurrect and, and continue on. And, and that's been going on for generations and generations. You know, they talk about Edmonton back in the 70s, and they open up Commonwealth Stadium, and you had 50,000 people showing up to to watch the, the then-called Edmonton Eskimos. And, and uh, you know, then they had uh, Skydome open up and the Montreal, the big the big O in Montreal opened yeah. up, and you had 60,000, almost 70,000 people had a great cup there in, in 1977. So then it seemed that everything was fine, and then it seemed to go on a downturn through the 80s and the 90s. They had that U.S. expansion, and attendance disappeared, and TV ratings were minuscule. And then they had a couple great, good, great cups, and it seemed to start climbing back up again. And then it started sort of a, a slow decline again. And then COVID almost, I think, put the nails in the coffin. Right. Attendance was way down, and TV ratings were way down. And 
You know, it used to be very difficult to get a Grey Cup ticket, and, and now oftentimes the game's not sold out. And, you know, there were TV ratings uh, back in the 80s of the Grey Cup where you had, you know, 8 million Canadians watching, on average, watching the game. And now in the last two or three years, and this one was up a little bit at 3.5 million Canadians, but that's still, I mean, even 2009, 2010, you had over 6 million Canadians tuning in. So, Well, well you know what, though? I, I, I kind of jump on that one a little bit, and I watch those numbers like you do. But the one thing we also have to recognize now is that people aren't just watching television. They're streaming the game and watching it on different platforms. So I think that nibbles away at the TV number. But here again, this league finds a way to put an exclamation mark, even on a bad year, to the point where people go, well, here we go again. This league's making it. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And I agree with the streaming numbers. Very difficult to, to quantify TV ratings. But if you compare say Grey Cup numbers to Super Bowl numbers, that's a wow. huge difference in the past 20 years. You know, the Grey Cup used to always uh, have higher TV ratings in Canada than the Super Bowl, and that's changed uh, just this century. I mean, it didn't even used to be close. So, But, but yeah, and you're right on, on this uptick. Now, all of a sudden, the, the three markets that I think uh, Canadian football fans worry about, MTV, Montreal, Toronto, and Vancouver, they seem to be interested in everything else other than, than Canadiana. And, and the league has struggled there. But this year, all of a sudden, uh, increased uh, revenue in all three of those markets, increased ticket sales, increased attendance, and, and uh, a, a TV ratings of a great cup that's, that's on the, the increase. And attendance was up this year as well as revenue. So maybe the COVID uh, couldn't kill it, and it's going to resurrect again and come back like the Phoenix again. I do have to tell you a quick story. Back in 1987, I was working in Saskatchewan, and I was actually offered a position, a media relations position with the Saskatchewan North Riders. I phoned my dad, who was in Edmonton. He said, don't take it because the league's not going to make it to 1990 the way it's going. So yeah. I said no to Bill Baker, which was not easy. And sure enough, they win the Grey Cup in 89. I could have had a ring, and the league's still going. It's incredible. And, I mean, you're, you're not the only one who, who's surprised by uh, the longevity of the league. I think, you know, there was a, a famous Canadian author who said, uh, you know, Canada's not a country you're proud uh, about, but you're, it's one you worry about, right? And I think that the CFL is yeah. the same thing. If you're a CFL fan, you're just worried if you should buy season tickets for the next two or three years because, or take a job with Saskatchewan because you don't know if the league's going to survive. I, would just, I didn't even want to go down that road and bring that up, but it, it does stick with me. And my dad was a big fan of the league, but I, I listened to him, and I probably should not have. Now, the one thing that has changed... The approach of the Grey Cup game has changed. It used to be called the Grand National Drunk. Uh, it, there are still a few people that are tipsy there. The Spirit of Edmonton Room, which is a fun place to go. But you can also take your family to family events. So they have changed their approach to the Grey Cup game. And I think therein lies maybe some of the reasons for the success of this. I think you're right. You know, clever marketing, trying to attract... Uh a younger demographic group, and so they've always got all these games as, as you, you know that you can play at, at the Great Cup. But even when you go to a game in Edmonton or Calgary or something like that, they've often got activities for kids. They've got you know sometimes at halftime kids playing football on, on the field for the halftime show. Uh, they've got giveaways and prizes and all that sort of stuff to try and attract maybe the casual fan. And the other thing that that I've noticed uh, going to the odd game is you're starting to see a more diverse crowd. Yeah. You know, you're starting to see more new Canadians. You're starting to see more young kids. You're starting to see more more women attending. And, I mean, even the, the surveys show 
that the CFL, the average fan for the CFL, is older than most other professional leagues. And there's a pretty big gap between the age of the average person who follows the NFL versus the average person oh, yeah. who follows the CFL. But that they're starting to, you know, this, this TV demographic they're always worried about is sort of the, the 25 to 45, and that's really growing uh, in, in CFL numbers. So you're starting to see maybe a more diverse group age-wise, uh, ethnicity, immigrant-wise, all of that is, is starting to, to catch on to the CFL. We do tend to be a little bit negative. The other thing, too, this league used to put 40,000 into Commonwealth Stadium. Now it's about 25 to 30. Maybe that's the new norm based on uh, where we've gone from to where we are now. So uh, here again, we always tend to look at that as being a negative rather than a positive. But hey, listen, we are out of time. Thank you very much for joining us and uh, talking about this because I... Uh, I do love the league. It goes a long way back, but at times it's very aggravating because marketing, they're not the strongest because we always do the NFL comparables, that type of thing. But, John, I appreciate your time today, and we'll talk again. I enjoyed it, Brent. Thanks a lot. All right, there you go. John Valentine, Associate Professor, Health and Community Studies at McEwen University.